Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows and listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers: Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. God's overcoming grace is understood as His favor towards us. I know that our Lo- I know that the Lord is Almighty here, but it is not especially a good thing if we are outside his grace and favor. Our enduring Christian hope resides within the the sphere of the provisions of God. For sure, we have no continuing city here. We are to seek one to come. The word, light, and life bring to us the testimony of John in the first chapter. The Apostle John made sure that his testimony began with the Word. And don't miss these classic Warren Radio series on warren-usa.com. Antichrist Shadows of Nations. This episode features one of our premier shows. Antichrist Shadows are found in the type and historical figure of Antiochus Epiphanes. We investigate the rise, work, and fall of this leader. Also, love of the truth, deception. Dangerously deceptive end of days has many deceivers that lay in wait. The very point with when an entire generation will depart from age-old gospel belief in what the Bible calls love of the truth. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller written by the watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is hardcore and one of the best at what he does. His work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. And you can find this book at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play has the ebook, Angus and Robertson, Amazon, and many more. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR 
Warren Radio newsletter by going to DanaGlennSmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature the Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. Another week. Yeah, it's Thursday already. I can't believe it. The 10th of February. You know, five more days will be halfway through the month. We're a third right now. Well, no. More well, on the 28th on Monday. More than on a the third. 14th. More than a third. Yeah. yeah. On the because 14th, we'll be days. halfway. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Well, tonight on the show. Righteousness sake finds its way to part 120 in Isaiah's prophetic book. As today we see many signs of the last days, it should awaken all people to the truth of what is foretold in scriptures. In scripture. Okay. Now back to you. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and do this. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, folks, as we begin part 120 and you know there's a lot of episodes we do and we can relate it right to today you know tower and i were talking today about the fact of how god allowed assyria to come in attack judah actually come to the gates of jerusalem they were defeated but they pretty much trampled the countryside invaded And then there's Babylon, who did destroy Jerusalem and took Judah captive for sins. Now, you can say, well, yeah, but we are not like Judah. You know, we're we're not a theocracy. That's true. But the thing of it is, is that (laughs) the Assyrians were destroyed. The Babylonians were destroyed. Nineveh was destroyed. (laughs) <laughs> and the Gentile nations that that Israel was to inherit from, they were destroyed. Babel was destroyed. Well, at any rate. Then you get down to America and the world. And the world doesn't think that it's going to be destroyed. But uh, America, you know, we did have... You know, a Christian covenant with the Lord. Remember, we're not under law anymore. We're under the new covenant. And so when those Christians knelt on that beach and said, Lord, bless us as we're doing that, that was a covenant. As long as they served him and believed, he would follow through. We've had Christians ever since. So there's a lot of people that deny that fact, that this is a Christian nation. It isn't anymore. It's pagan. 
But see, the thing of it is, today, as I read and, you know, went through the news and everything, India is going to go to digital currency, which, um, and then China is almost there. We have uh, even America talking about it, a lot of nations talking about going to the one, uh, to, to the global currency, which is a digital currency. Now, what makes this interesting, and I could do quite a show on this, but I'm bringing this up because, you know, we're, we're discussing right now in part 120 about Israel and a lot of the things that were going on, specifically Judah. And they've, they've already gone through it. Now they're, today, Israel is sitting there right in the middle of the end of days like we are. And many years ago, and we've been doing this a long time, folks, many years ago, we used to believe, most, most people that studied prophecy believe there's going to be a one-world currency. Well, I've been warning for a long time, and I've also been telling people for a long, long time that the one-world country, uh, country <laughs> currency is here. And it's going to be utilized in digital. And that is what they're doing now because digital works so well with what we're doing. And even if they do do a currency that, uh, you know, there's no cash, cashless society. That's how we used to describe it. It has to have in it, you know, not only... You know, they've got chips now. But the big thing you have is when it's tied to the beast when he shows up and the worship is what he does. The real true crackdown with all this is not going to come until then. But that doesn't mean they can't have a cashless society right now through digital. Now, this is a problem, a very big problem indeed. Because what it will do is control you beyond measure. So at any rate, I'm going to move on. But that's just a little bit of things. So now let's look at Israel. Almost every time we see this and we go through Isaiah, we can relate things. We can look at it and we can say, you know, there's a lot of that that reminds me of America. And there's one thing in our show tonight that we look at. Righteousness' sake. See, for righteousness' sake, the Lord God does many things. But see, in society, for righteousness' sake, if that society is not righteous, God will bring judgment. That's exactly why the northern tribes are carried away captive by Assyria, by the way. And exactly why Judah was carried away, carried away to Babylon. But they returned. So make no mistake. If God carried away his own people, destroyed his own temple, brought down the walls of Jerusalem, you know, and everything because of the sins of Judah. Are you foolish enough to think that God isn't going to judge the nations or he's not going to judge America? See, this is the issue today when we go through this and we talk about everything. There are a lot of issues here, a lot of things that, that people 
don't want to recognize, don't want to believe. I've known entire denominations, and I don't know what they're doing today. This was years ago. They wouldn't even look at the Old Testament. And I not only teach in the Old Testament. I just happened to get, I, the Lord put it on my heart, and he kept reminding me I needed to do this. And so I finally consented. And But see, going through this, I'm in no hurry. Because there's a lot of things that we can relate it to. Now we're in verse 20. And of course, <laughs> you know, when Joshua came, and uh, he was walking the streets of Jerusalem in the area. You know, there was always Pharisees around, Sadducees around. There were the lawyers around. The high priest was sending spies to go check on that preacher, that was <laughs> that rabbi that was running around. And see, Christ was not the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus. was not after the Levite, you know, the arm of man which does takes care of the temple. He was of the order of Melchizedek. And we've covered this whole thing in our Hebrew study, which is on Friday, Friday morning. And there's one thing in there that having ears to hear, they couldn't hear. Well, in Isaiah 42.20, where we're beginning tonight, seeing many things... But thou observest not, opening the ears, but he hears not. Israel here did not see, nor did they understand the warnings. And we can see a lot in the fact that they failed at this. But they failed at it because they had fallen away from God. And it, the same thing is true for Christians. You can read that Bible, but if you're not right with God and you fall away with the Lord, you're not going to be in tune with the Lord and I can tell you, I've, I've spent time arguing with the Lord. I've been in an area of my life when I was sitting in my desk as, as, as a youth pastor in a big church and a beautiful office on a Saturday morning. The sun was shining in and I was working on some stuff. And I felt in the dead center of, of the will of God. It wasn't long before that whole thing was destroyed. And one thing I found out, when it comes to the will of God, sometimes the will is something you don't expect. See, the children of Israel, they continued to do the feast. They did a lot of things, but they were also passing their kids through the fire. They were serving other gods as well. And within the temple, there were things that defiled. He even told Jeremiah to go and look, see what my people have done to the temple, how they have defiled it. But see, the thing of it is, they had priests then. They had prophets then. You know, they, they had the political establishment. They had everything you needed. But they didn't know what was going on. They didn't like Jeremiah warning them. Isaiah here is prophesying it ahead of time. You'd have thought that they would have learned it from Isaiah. Did you read Isaiah? Well, no. If you're not going to get in the Word of God, if you're not going to read it, if you're not going to listen to it, it's still the Word of God. And, and of course, 
People today don't want to believe that there's a divine entity that will hold nations accountable. But God held Israel accountable, and he will hold the Gentile nations accountable. And uh, it's kind of interesting that we <laughs> are stalwart enough to think that uh, we can say, well, the Lord ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> And that's what they do. Seeing many things, but thou observest not. Opening the ears, but he hears not. You know, we accuse our kids of that. You know, you're, you're telling, Johnny, come here. Don't do that. And you have to tell him about nine times. And I think, I think the whole thing about it, when I look at it, it's by the grace of God, folks. And I hear all these things, and, I, and I've heard the other day there was a couple of pastors, uh, th there was three of them, and they were going to do a prophecy about the way things were going in the world right now. And I've heard this from a lot of people online because I'm in contact with a lot of different groups. And there's a lot of them that believe that we are absolutely in the end of days, that we're close. And they were talking about, well, we're close for the church to be out of here. You know, we're not going to be here when all this comes. Now, see, that's the pre-trib rapture. Now, see, I, I was an ordained minister with the Assemblies of God who had 16 fundamental truths. And one of the stalwart ones was the pre-trib rapture. And I, I don't teach on any of the pre-, mid-, and post and uh, because my aim is not to do that. My aim is here to stir, to teach, to encourage you to draw close to Christ. And if you're close to Christ, it doesn't matter when the Lord comes because he's going to take you. And I could go into a full disposition of why that pre-trib rapture is not going to work out the way they think. Now, of course, in the same breath, I'll say, you know, I'm quite willing to go before all the trouble because who wants to go through all the trouble? But make no mistake, judgment must begin first at the house of God, and then the end shall come. And so for the church, we've had tribulation and trouble. That's not what that verse is talking about. But see, in the days of Paul and the apostles, they really thought that was the end of days. Because uh, the Roman Empire... At the time, turned on all the Christians, and there was ten major Christian persecutions in the in the lifetime of that um, Roman Empire. So things didn't work out. Now Paul was a Roman citizen, but even he was martyred. But see, Israel, you know, <laughs> they, they go back to Abraham and Moses. You know, they were delivered out of Egypt. They had Joshua and Caleb. Joshua led them into the promised land. They defeated all the enemies. They had David. There was a lot of great men of God, men and women both of God, that God used. You would have thought 
that would there would have never had to been either of those, the northern tribes or Judah, be carried away captive. It was not too long ago I was on social media and we have a lot of people around the world that get on our social media account because a lot of people like it. I put a lot of stuff on it and uh, they wanted to know why we were destroying America over here. <laughs> well, you know, we all just woke up one day and we decided, you know, might as well. Why don't we try to destroy America today? But see, there's been a lot of people warning for many, many years. America hasn't heard. See, Isaiah had the prophets. God said, I woke up early sending you the prophets. They didn't want to listen to the prophets because every time the prophets spoke, it reminded them that they were sinners. They needed to repent. They didn't want to repent. They wanted the easy-peasy religion where they could do what they wanted. If they wanted to go sacrifice a child by passing him through the fire, you know, to the devil, you know, they would do it. If they wanted to offer offerings to the queen of heaven, they could do it. You know, I mean, after all, he's he's up there and... The Queen of Heaven's up there. I mean, what does he care if we, you know, have another God? But if they had read the law, they would have known. Going to the Ten Commandments, I will have no other gods before me. But the thing of it is, You know, when God is talking about this in verse 42, this is a personal. You know, he's addressing them. They were people. They were his servants. They had the law. They should have known it. They had the government. They had the blessings. And there was time and time again, you can go back to the period of the judges and forward, the time of the kings. You know, they would fall into sin and God, you know, they would start, uh, Israel would start crying to the Lord. And eventually he would listen and he would rescue them from the peril and they would turn around for a while and then they would fall back into it. Now, Kylan DeLeish says this, and, and I like Kylan DeLeish. These are Hebrew scholars, theologians. And they said on this account, Israel has had many and great things to see, but without keeping the admonitions they contained, that is the scriptures and those things which God had given him, opening its ears, namely the earnestness of the preaching it hears, yet does not hear. It only hears outwardly without taking it into itself. In other words, you know, it goes through in one ear and out the other. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of churches like that. We have a lot of people in America and the world like that. And the bottom line of it is, is we need to understand. You see, we know what happened to Israel. And we're in the end result over here where Israel has already come back. They're 
you know, they've gone through everything, they're back in the land, and they're a nation. But that doesn't make everything okay yet. But there's one thing about it. The Israelis, the Israeli people, the Jews, Jerusalem, Israel, the heritage of Isaac, and Abraham and Moses, I love these people. But I can tell you, they can be stubborn as all get out, especially when you're trying to talk to them about the Messiah. And even the ones who know the Lord, who have a certain anointing and a calling, many times they're hard to get along with, too. They are. For that matter, even the Gentile preachers are hard to get along with. I've already told you the story of the men's uh, meeting I went to many, many years ago, and someone booked the Pentecostals, which was us, into the same hotel as the Baptists, which weren't Pentecostals. And oh my. I came out of a meeting, and there was one of the older pastors who had pastored forever, and then there was a younger Baptist, and they were screaming and yelling at one another in the hallway. And, of course, they're both saved, you know. They both know God, but they're both screaming bloody murder at one another because they're all wrong. And I don't know what got them off. I can't remember it, but I remember that. And I thought to myself, well, that's a good witness. See, being divided, that's what a denomination is. I mean, folks, we're, we're not going to be in a denomination. We're going to be children of God. You know, he's not going to have the Baptists in one corner. I mean, if, if, if there was no change, yeah, the best part to do is put the Baptists on the other side of heaven, put the Pentecostals clear over in the others, put the rest of them kind of scattered away, but apart from those they have problems with. That's not the way it's going to be. Now, Paul, in Acts 28, talks about a few things here, but we're going to Acts 28, 26, and 27. And he, he tried to address some issues and things. And after that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is wax gross, their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. And see, the thing of it is, that's exactly what God does, even with the Gentiles. I mean, there's people who can be totally blind to the gospel, and all of a sudden they wake up. And we see these kind of miracles overseas, and that's even with the enemies of God. I mean, if you're in an area where, uh, for instance, you have Muslims that are really trying to get rid of the Christians in the area, And then all of a sudden, some of the leaders get a visitation from the Lord because these people are trying to kill the other, you know, the Christians, and they're praying. 
so then they stop it. Or like the pastor went and healed everybody whenever he got a call, and he'd go to Muslims, he'd go to Hindus. Well, at any rate, he got caught and got killed. He had tried to tell him about things. But we see it all the time, the miracles, the miraculous, where people, and they can be radical Hindus, radical Muslims, blinded Americans, Chinese, North Koreans. Because a lot of the Christians, if you listen to them in North Korea, and we've seen several examples, once they escape, they go back into North Korea, and their one prayer is that North Korea would believe. And in China, the Christians, they want the Chinese people to believe and the people in power. But see, in America, the heart of the people is wax cross. And they're dull of hearing. They've closed their eyes. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it anymore. America's had the gospel. They've, they, they've heard of the Christians. They've seen the churches. They're sick of the religion. They're sick of Christians. They're sick of whatever they're selling. They don't want anything. They want them to just sit down, shut up, and be like the rest of them. So in America, if there's any country that needed a revival and needed to be awakened from the truth, it's this country. And the next verse says, The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. Now the Septuagint renders this, the Lord God determined that he should be justified and magnify his praise. In the Chaldee, Yahweh willed that Israel should be justified and he magnified the doers of his law and comforted them. And there's no doubt. You know, I mean, if you go back and you look at what God said of Jeremiah, I mean, not Jeremiah, but Joshua and Caleb, Moses said of them. And the Lord had given him the words, and he says, there's a different spirit with them. So, you know, when Moses sent in the 12 spies, Joshua and Caleb were two of them, and they came back saying, we can win. The other 10 didn't. They saw the same thing, but there's one thing different. Joshua and Caleb believed the Lord. They understood he would do it. God will give us a victory. See, and today, as far as Christians, you know, the message you need to take tonight is that in this world, if we are in the end of days, God has already given us the marching orders. I've covered them many times, but one of them is Revelation 12:11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Now, you may not like that, but that is what it says in Revelation. Now, see, for many in the church that's been taught the pre-trib, mid-trib rapture, and I've taught on this, if there was going to be a rapture, the best time. Now, I personally don't care when it is, and I don't get bent out of shape. I don't teach about it. 
I don't worry about it. There's one thing I do. I look to the Lord, and even in the midst of the wickedness we see and the troubles we see in the world, I look to the Lord. And you need to focus on the Lord, and you need to pray. And I've given many prayers, scriptural, that you can pray for your family. But see, God is concerned with righteousness, and he gave the law, which is righteous. But he also had other plans. We weren't going to be saved by the law. For by the keeping of the law shall no flesh be saved. God had determined. See, even with the law, he gave them the sacrifices. And the atonement was made through the blood of animals. He had always attended that. That that was the foreshadow to come. When Yahshua would come and by his blood, the blood of the Son of God that was shed on the cross, that was the atonement that had to be made. Today, there's no reason for you to die and go to hell right now. There's a guarantee if every person on earth would repent and seek the Lord and look to him, they would be saved. But see, we all remember John 3.16. For God so loved the world, etc. But if you follow that context, the Lord himself says that the people won't come because they'll love, not all of them will come because they love darkness more. They love darkness more. And I think that's one thing we have to understand. There's people that love darkness more. There's people that are not going to change. Now, Vitringa, that's a name, Vitringa, V-I-T-R-I-N-G-A, is a Dutch Protestant theologian and Hebraist. In other words, he studied the Hebrew and what went on. He was around 1693 to 1723. And that was quite a while before America was founded. And he said, God has embraced the Jewish people in his love and favor and regards them as acceptable to him, not indeed on account of any merit of theirs or on account of any external advantages, but on account of his own truth, fidelity, and equity that he might fulfill the promise which he made to their fathers. Now, see, make no mistake, within the covenant, even the old covenant pertaining to Israel, even when God brought them back, and we're going to be covering a bunch of this, you know, he did it out of his own grace and mercy. He had given them the punishment. They fulfilled it. There was a remnant left, and he was going to bring them back. And he was going to lead them even if they couldn't see to be led. Even if they were kind of still hard of hearing. He was going to bring them back out of his own grace and mercy. And they were going to follow the law. And they were going to do this all. And God was going to see to it. 
He was going to see to the fact that they were going to be back in Jerusalem because the promises to David had to be fulfilled. The prophecy that goes clear back in the beginning when Moses said that uh, a prophet like me shall the Lord thy God raise up. See, there's prophecies that tell us. Even the seed of the woman prophecy. Now verse 22 says, But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivereth. For a spoil and none saith restore. Now the Septuagint renders this verse. I saw and the people were plundered and scattered. And the snare was in all their private chambers, in all their houses where they hid themselves, meaning evidently that they had been taken by their invaders from the places where they had secreted themselves in their own city and country. Now you see, when you look at the northern tribes, they were the first one to be carried captive. They did take them away. There was, there was some left, of course, in the land. They, they always do that. To let them till the land and do the other menial chores to keep this thing going. And then they put in another king. But Judah, having the prophets, having the temple, having the high priest, having Jerusalem, the status symbol of Jerusalem, having a king... Wow. And they still couldn't keep favor with God because they kept falling away. But when God initiated it, when, and this is after Assyria by a long ways, he delivered them when Assyria came after. It looked like they were going to be taken. But God delivered them because Hezekiah was the king. But when Babylon came and you're hiding in your closet, you're hiding under your house, you're hiding in the woods, they went and they grabbed them all. And, of course, they carried them away. And for 70 years they were robbed and spoiled. I mean, let you know, this is the chosen tribe of Israel here. I mean, the chosen tribe of God. It was Israel. Came out of Isaac. And Jacob took 66 of his family, I think it was, and they're the ones that went into Egypt where Joseph was. They had sold him into captivity, but he was there waiting for him. So they've been highly favored. And if you look at them throughout the Testament period of, of the Old Testament, where the prophets are that we read... You know, you can see the goodness of God in how he dealt with them. But he has given them to the plunder because of their own sins. Now see, this is following the other calls that he was going to deliver them. After 70 years, this would be over. See, now the whole thing is over with. 
And right now in the land, they've got some great messianic ministries over there like Miles Israel. And they have Palestinians and Jews in there. When do Palestinians and Jews get along? When they're found in Yahshua. When they are saved. When they have been born again. When they go to the same church. When they're in the same ministry as Mao's Israel. The Messianic Jews. But see, the goodness of God always followed them. And see, there is a time though. When you're in judgment, when you're at odds with God, that he seems to disappear. He's still there. I mean, I know this part. <laughs> because I argued with the Lord. I never never got to the point that I didn't believe. But you get to a point where, you know, you know of God, but he just ain't around like he was. And then you begin going through things. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And when it gets bad enough, and the pressure gets bad enough, then you wake up. Now, I hate to tell you this, but many times that's the way God works with people and nations. And the big question is, is America ever going to wake up? No, I think I don't think America will. I think he has the people here. And America right now is just like Israel was. They hear, but they don't hear. They see, but they don't see. They have a mind. They can understand things, but they don't understand this. And this next verse, Isaiah 42, 22. Now you put this down. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey, none deliver, for a spoil, and none saith restore. That's where we're at today. Not in a big measure, but over the course of COVID, over the course of all the lockdowns, and even right now in New Zealand and Australia, they have the lockdowns, and it's like living in a prison camp, living in communist China. Communist China is still like that. North Korea is like that. Iran is like that. If you're a Christian, you're just like this. You, you're robbed and you're spoiled. You you got to be careful or you'll wind up in prison for nothing at all. America has been blessed. They've never had this issue. And even during COVID, we came out of it. Because as someone on social media says, we have the Constitution. But see, they want to destroy the Constitution. They want to change this place. I read one guy today that says, we hate what's going on. This is not a Christian nation. We don't want this. So when I see all this and I look at it, I think of America and many of the nations. Because I can tell you some of the visions God's given me in the past, it would be Robbed and spoiled. Snared in holes. 
I pray, God, in your judgment, have mercy. But you got to pray that for your nation as well. I see, we're dealing with Israel here. I mean, if anybody that should have gotten the grace and mercy of God and God would relent, it should have been Judah. That's the house of David. But God has a righteousness and a law. And for righteousness sake, he could not do it. Righteousness sake declared that they, it was time. They wouldn't listen. He had tried to warn them and they wouldn't listen. And you go back in America a hundred years and you're going to find preachers that's been warning this nation all along the trip. And you look at the world today, they're talking about one world currency, you know, the digital currency. You have a knucklehead, Trudeau, who is acting like a, a pain up there who won't relent to these truckers. It's a mess. Because right now, if those truckers, if he doesn't relent... And those truckers, along with Biden relenting, if they can't get in here, they're not bringing their goods. And your shelves in America are going to be empty because they bring a lot. We're talking a whole lot of trucks. But see, these people don't care. In Luke 21, 24 to 24... And this is one that you would recognize. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter into thereunto. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, to them that give suck in these days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. For they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, till the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And the times of the Gentiles will not be fulfilled, until the last great Gentile leader, which is the beast, which will convince the Gentile nations to follow him. And the time of Yeshua comes in, the Messiah, when he arrives and he begins his rule. The times of the Gentiles are officially over. But it's not going to be over until, until it's really over. And it's only really over when that battle takes place. But see, you put you put America in there, or your country. But see, it's really relevant when you put America in there. But these be the days of vengeance. What vengeance? Because you ignored the Lord God. You wouldn't listen to him. You wouldn't pay attention when he tells you not to do those things. You didn't listen to his covenant. What covenant? The covenant through Christ Jesus. The blood of the covenant. You refused. 
And so in order to wake you up, you go through this. But see, this is really when we look at it, we think of the tribulation with this. We really do when we read these verses. But see, Israel went through this. I mean, when Titus went up there, General Titus, the Roman general, a million Jews were killed when, when that happened. The temple was destroyed and the walls were torn down. And you can look at these verses here, and they can fit. But see, many times when you see something written in Scripture, as Paul says of Scripture in the Old Testament, it was written thereunto for our edification and learning, so to speak. We're going through Isaiah, not to make sure you understand every eensy bit of Isaiah, but what really happened, how it relates to you, and what you need to be doing about it. Is it important for you to know? Well, there's one aspect of it, that God is no respecter of persons. If he sent his own people into judgment, he did get them out of there. But see, I say this a lot. Judgment comes out of God's mercy until it's the final when he judges them because they're wicked and will not listen, as in the wrath of God tribulation. But today, when God issues judgment in many places, it is to deliver mercy at the end of it for those who will repent. In verse 23, it says, Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? And that's a good question. Who's going to listen? You know, who is there in Judah at the time when Isaiah was warning this? Would they even listen? We know they didn't listen to Jeremiah. Who's going to listen today if you stand up and tell people they need to repent? The first time I uttered the phrase that America as you know it will cease to exist was tower when we were newly married and I told her that because that's what I was shown don't ask me why I don't know why I know what the Lord said but it took a long time from the initial showing of that to understand what I was supposed to do because God has to get me ready. But see, who's going to listen in America? Who's going to listen in China? Nobody's going to listen in China except for those believers and others who are like them who might be saved to know the voice of the Spirit of God. Who's going to listen anywhere in the world? The believers. And if those believers have been able to talk to others that they know in that country... And they repent through the Spirit of God and being born again, spiritually born again. They will understand. Oh man, I'll tell you, on our advocacy broadcast, we've been talking about some glorious redemptions of people. 
the miraculous doesn't stop. And I think that's one of the verses we need to have in our congregations. Who among you are going to listen? There's an old story that goes, Preacher, why do you keep preaching that sermon? He said, every third Sunday, and, and that's an example here, you preach the same sermon. And the pastor looked at him and he says, well, when you start listening, I'll stop preaching it. You know, God's column of mercy goes out. When are you going to stop telling people they're sinners? When are you going to stop telling them they need to repent? Never. When are you going to stop preaching the word? When are you going to stop teaching the word? When are you going to stop with all this Christian nonsense? Never. And who's going to pay attention? You'd be surprised. Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? What time to come? That which we're prophesying about. That which we know is coming. And in Isaiah, it was all concerning Judah going into captivity and being redeemed again and brought out after 70 years. <clears throat> That's what all of this has been about. And you go from the first part of Isaiah, and I've seen it again today in another post that I had written today. Isaiah was told, tell the righteous, it will be well with him. But tell the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for he shall be given the reward of what he has done. So judgment's coming to America. What's going to happen? For the wicked, it's going to be ill, bad. For the righteous that know God, it's going to be good. Well, if they get killed, well, I got news for you. We don't die. Remember the marching order. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we loved not our lives unto the death. So judgment comes, we're here. Unless God brings us somewhere else. Why do those who escape North Korea go back into North Korea when they're, they're Christians, they leave? I know of a woman, and Tower and I covered her story. She went back in there. And she was so thankful to the Christians that showed her that, that victory of freedom. She didn't even know what to do with it, I don't think. And she took some food, and they took Bibles and went back, and, and she, she's back there, and she has a little house church, and nobody knows about it because if someone finds out, they're all dead. See, now that's cost. What does it cost you to be a Christian anywhere in the modern world today? Well, for those in Afghanistan, dear God in heaven, they're hunting them down. And Biden is giving him money. I seen, when was it? Yesterday or last week? He was giving him money. He promised him three hundred. I don't know what or what it was. Billions or millions. And this week it came out again. He's giving him more money. These people are hunting down Christians and others and killing them for crying out loud. And this dude we have up here and his minions are giving him money. And 
you wonder, well, why is things so stupid? Because we're wicked. We have thrown out the Lord. They've been given over to their own <laughs> delusion. I mean, dear God. The things that are happening in America, if my dad and grandfather and great-grandfather would hear, they would shake their head. I'll tell you what my grandpa would do. He would get the gun. He he wouldn't put up with them. Our pioneer forefathers wouldn't have put up with them. They'd have hung them from the tree. In the old west when they had politicians that were wicked, that's what they did. And there were other times that the wicked politicians got away with it and let others with them. Now Peter, 1 Peter 4, I like this. Verse 2, it says that he sh no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Now that's what they thought, what Peter was saying when he was alive. The end of all things is at hand. If he thought the end of all things was at hand then, what what should we think? We just forget about it? Well, one thing they, they do do, and which apostles said, is they will mock. There will be mockers in the last days. Well, since our forefathers he hasn't come, what do we care? He ain't coming. And I think that's important. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. May God help us to wake up. May the Spirit of God help us to wake up. May we truly, really, sincerely know the hour and the day of what is going on. Father, bless those that hear whenever they do. Be with them and watch over them. Bless them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So we are at verse 24. Who gave Jacob for a spoil? That'll be part 121. So you there? Yes, I am.
we don't have much time. Don't we? Okay. Well, that was really good. And I pray to God that people will wake up because if they would wake up, we could have a better world. Yep. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We hope the best for you. We pray for you. Good night. God bless you. Shalom, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites, warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.